entertain people, engage with people, make a difference in their lives. It was a radio station that just absolutely pulled you in. And I think that's what we have not done enough of. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. You, if you can make a difference in somebody's community and make a difference in their life, that's when you have a chance to really create a special relationship. Brand With On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brand With, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. This time our guest really needs no introduction, so we'll keep it brief. Jeff Simoleon is a radio broadcasting pioneer who has helped to shape the industry for over 40 years. Founder and CEO of MS Communications, a diversified media company, often regarded as one of the best operators in the history of radio. Not to mention, he's got a great book for any broadcaster. It's called Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down. Yeah. It's the ups, downs, and reinvention of an entrepreneur. We can't wait to learn more. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome Jeff Simoleon. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So Emmis was founded on the Hebrew word for truth, so we're going to start with a truthy hardball. Mr. Smullyan, what's your favorite radio station of all time? And in your opinion, what made it great? Well, it's funny. Obviously, I should say some of ours, Power 106, KC95, our first station, WNS. When I was a kid, my favorite radio station was KHJ Los Angeles. And, okay. Uh, my friend Dick Ferguson sent me an air check of CKLW, and I was on a plane the other day. And then I was listening to the KHJ, and I remembered how big an impact that had on my life when I was in college. Robert W. Morgan and the real Don Steele and Scotty Brink. And it was just, oh, yeah. it was a, a magical radio station. So of the ones I never owned, that was the one I was the most excited about. Yeah. And obviously that was the Drake format and Ron Jacobs and all those guys. But right. in your opinion, Jeff, what could radio today learn from what KHJ was doing back then? entertain people, engage with people, make a difference in their lives. When I thought about it, it, it was a radio station that just absolutely pulled you in. And I think that's what we have not done enough of. You, if you can make a difference in somebody's community and make a difference in their life, that's when you have a chance to really create a special relationship. You know, Jeff, you've created and maintained some tremendous radio brands, and Emmis is often thought to be one of the best operators in the business. What are some of the traits that make a great radio company, and how do you see those traits evolving in the coming years? I think it's always about the culture. I really do. I think that it's about the relationship you have with your people. That's the most important thing. Uh, a culture where everybody collaborates, a culture where everybody has a stake in the outcome, a culture where everybody respects one another, I think, is the single most important thing. So looking at the entire world of media right now, you've seen a lot of things come and go. You've seen evolution from probably records to carts to CD to MP3s to WAV right. files and all of that kind of stuff. But we're just in the middle of it. And in fact, people have said we encountered the slowest change last year that we'll ever see in our lifetimes. So... I guess my question is, from your vantage point, what do you think is one of the most important things that a radio broadcaster can do today to really be ready for what's down the pike? 
Again, I think fragmentation has changed all of our lives. It's changed the radio business dramatically. When I grew up, you had five or six radio stations in a market. Today, you may have 25 and you have podcasts and you have streaming and you have Sirius XM. So they have so many more choices. Again, I go back to providing content that matters to people. If you're an air talent, relate to your audience, be involved in their lives. Nothing substitutes for that. The localism, the ability to be engaged makes all the difference in the world, Kimberly. And what do you see as the role of local radio in the years ahead, Jim? I I think as a practical matter, everything is probably going to diminish a bit because there are so many more choices. And because we have a generation of, of kids who have not grown up with it as much. It was a, when I grew up, radio was a major part of our lives. That's not quite the case. But I still think there'll be a place for stations that are, are doing content that resonates with people. And I think radio's unique selling point is it is local. None of the streaming services are. None of the satellite services are. While they're local podcasts, there are just as many that are universal. So I think if you can be the place in the community where uh, I sound like a broken record here, but that's how you resonate with people. We absolutely agree. But one of the things that we keep hearing from our client stations, and I'm sure you've encountered in your markets as well, is there's that kind of push between maintaining budget, (laughs) the budgetary needs versus the reality needs. And so many stations are just cutting staff and really past cutting fat. They're cutting the bone And in many cases, they just aren't able or don't choose to have local people, and in some cases, even local salespeople there. How would you recommend that that be balanced? Well, the problem is companies took on too much debt. And when they took on too much debt, they did two things that I think are very, very harmful to the industry. One, they added a lot of inventory because they said, we got to make our numbers. And in an industry which isn't growing 5 or 7% a year like it did forever, they said, okay, the only way to make that up is add inventory. That harmed the relationship with audiences. And then they said, you know what? We can pipe in music from a thousand miles away, cut the local air staff, cut the local sales staff. And while those things may be necessary for companies that have leverage ratios that are sky high, I find it hard to believe that those enterprises could succeed. And I think the proof's in the pudding. I think that the excess inventory and the decline of local air staffs. I have a friend who runs two markets for a major company. I think they're less than, I don't know, 12 people on the staff in each market for four Mm. or five radio stations. I don't have the problem with their balance sheets. One of the things, if you read the book, is how we tackled the debt of the industry. But we were fortunate. We paid it all off. We have no debt. But when you have that kind of debt, it's just it's a death spiral. And I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of the companies in the industry. Yeah, no doubt about it, Jeff. Now, you've done some amazing things in your career from heading up a media company to owning a major league baseball team. Yeah. What's been the most challenging job? The most challenging job, I think, was one I just alluded to. When your company is awash in debt and the economy's collapsed, and all of a sudden one day you think you have a manageable debt level, and the next thing you find out you're technically bankrupt. We were fortunate. I'm surrounded by a bunch of great people, and we rolled up our sleeves and we solved it. Now, I've also said when you own a Major League Baseball team, instead of making your mistakes in private, you make your mistakes some days in front of 35,000 people. So that's a little bit of a problem. True. But I think surviving the, the economic crises, which 
every human being is going to go through. I, my favorite saying is, I think that's why I titled the book, Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, because life's a roller coaster. And nobody has a straight line to go from success to success. So if you were to offer one key lesson from the book that every radio person should really take to heart, yep. what would be the big moral to the story? I think the big moral, well, I'll give you two. One that my late mother used to say, and I believe it, and we practice it here every day, in life you got to laugh. Have fun and laugh all the time. And the other thing is never jeopardize your integrity. I have a favorite saying that if your word is good, nothing else matters. And if your word isn't good, nothing else matters. So be somebody that, we, that people believe. So as Dave mentioned, you have done just a lot of amazing things in your career. So are there any moments that really just made you realize that, boy, I am in the sight line of a lot of people? Well, we've done so many crazy things. I talked about David Letterman was my first midday guy at the first station I ran before I started Emmis. And of course, learning with David and, you know, I always tell the story about uh, David who was a talk station and you were appealing to an older audience. And I'll never forget, I came back from lunch one day and a listener called and said, Letterman's a communist. And I said, <laughs> why do you say that? He said, well, I called him and I said, they're definitely communists in Carmel, Indiana. And you know what he told me? And I said, gee, I don't know. And he said, he told me you got to give them Carmel. The football team's lousy and there's never a good place to park and they're tearing the roads up. So give the communists Carmel. And uh, that was the kind of stuff Dave did. I mean, we had every, we had Don Imus. We were yeah. with Casey. We started the world's first all sports station at WFAN. They called it Smullyan's Folly. Jim Lampley called it the Vietnam War of Emmis. And I have another favorite saying that's in the book. The line between being a genius and an idiot is very fine. And I have a chapter, Idiot to Genius, which is the birth of all sports radio that nobody thought would work. People have asked me, did you think someday there'd be 700 all sports radio stations when you started this? And I said, I didn't think there'd be one because I didn't think <laughs> I'd take it, but it worked. So I went from idiot to genius. And then the next chapter is genius to idiot, where I bought the Seattle Mariners and I was kind of the boy wonder. And one of my friends came to the ballpark one night. And he watched me sign autographs for 30 minutes after a game. And he said, any society that wants your autograph is a society which is doomed, which may have been <laughs> But I, I became the boy wonder. And then and then. The roof fell in and we didn't, we lost lots of money and we put the team for sale. So I went from genius to idiot on that project. So that's life. That's what makes life fun. That's terrific. So looking at it, you've surrounded yourself with some really great people. Rick Cummings on down the road, and you, you mentioned yeah. a lot of them in the book. But just clicking back a notch, we know there's truth, but are there other traits or characteristics that you look for in people that you want for positions of responsibility, whether it's a GM or a PD, yeah. group you guy, want, whatever? What do you look for? You look for, number one, you want smart people. You want people who are self-starters. You want people who are collaborative, who work well with others. You want people that are upbeat and happy. You want people that are not political. We have a culture where you know, I always say one of the commandments of Emmis is admit your mistakes. I found that if I can say to people, hey, I screwed up, I was wrong, it empowers everybody else to do that. Companies where everybody says it's not my fault, it's the other guy's fault, are usually companies that are destined to fail. So I take great pride in the fact that at Emmis, it's very collaborative. If people screw up, they say, I screwed up. 
We're with the CEO of MS Communications, Jeff Simoleon. Hey, somebody you'd love to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Just email show at brandwithondemand.com or reach out to us on social, Brandwith Plus on Insta, Facebook, and Twitter. That's Brandwith, P-L-U-S, Brandwith Plus. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, we'd love to say welcome. And please be sure to hit the follow button wherever you get this. Coming up, Jeff offers advice, an opportunity that may be hiding in plain sight. Music Master. Less stress, more yes. Hey, this is Dave Tyler, and maybe it's just me, but I love up-tempo songs coming out of the legal ID at the top of the hour, as well as out of my stop sets. It's kind of like saying, all right, we're done with business, let's get back to the party. To do this, I use clock filters in these positions that only choose medium-up or up-tempo songs. Sounds great every time, and it's easy to set up. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at dave at musicmaster.com. Music Master. Music scheduling the way it should be. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Brand with On Demand. We're with the CEO of MS Communications, Jeff Simoleon. Jeff, what's the one opportunity that you think station people can take advantage of? It's maybe something that's hiding in plain sight. Well, I'm not sure if there was something that was hiding in plain sight. I would have, I wouldn't have already found it. So maybe that doesn't exist. But again, <laughs> I think it's creating a culture uh, where you have fun and and you relate to the people you deal with. I've said it before, but creating an environment that resonates with people that's out of the ordinary, that's sometimes, you know, out of the box thinking, but that resonates with your listeners and your advertisers. It's as simple as that. I'm not sure that's not always been there. It's harder to find and find in fragmented times, but I think the reality is, you know, that's still the secret. You bet. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, it's great to spend time with Jeff Simoleon. Links to Jeff's book, The MS Corporate Site, and more, all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber for making this all come together, and to our associate producer, Hannah B., for booking. And coming up next... Hi, I'm Erica Mandy with the Newsworthy Podcast. I'm going to be sharing how you can make your newscast more objective and gain more trust from your audience. That's coming up next on Brand with On Demand. That's a wrap, Kipper. Patience is important. We'll talk about that in the one-minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.